My name is John Cullen, and I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and curling. It's the story of Broomgate, how a single broom, yes, a broom, turned friends into foes and almost killed the 500-year-old sport of curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate, available now. This is a CBC Podcast. Another transfer of wealth from the working class to the smirking class, Mr. Speaker. For the first time, a UN climate agreement specifically addresses fossil fuels. I did everything right and they indicted me. Because news. Gavin Crawford. Hey there, I'm Gavin Crawford, and this is Because News. 2023, it was the hottest year ever recorded. How sad we will be to see it go. It gave us so much. Chinese spy balloons, the Barbie movie, Taylor Swift, even a single prime minister. And Because News was here through it all. The indictments, the coronations, the rate hikes, and the special repertoires. Today we're taking a look back at the very best and strangest moments of the last 365 days with help from some of our most thoughtful and cantankerous panelists. Eric Peterson, Martha Chavez, and Jan Arden. If you could only listen to one Because News, this should definitely be in the top 20. Here we go! Yeah! Though many have tried hard to repress the memory, 2023 was the year Elon Musk bought Twitter, ruined Twitter, changed the Twitter bird into an X, then challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a cage match, and then said he couldn't do the cage match because he required surgery. And those are the least weird things Musk did. He also joined forces with a certain Canadian politician back in April. With more on that peculiar moment, here are Jan Caruana, Craig Lazon, and Eric Peterson. Panel, an all-new season of the MTV classic Beavis and Butthead just dropped on Paramount Plus this week. But it seems the classic duo were making headlines elsewhere as well. Have a listen to this news clue and be ready to quiz. Mm. <coughs> Butthead. Butthead. CBC sucks. Oh, yeah, CBC sucks hard. <laughs> we should call it, like, government news. <laughs> <laughs> news from the government. <laughs> yeah, like, let's say 70% government-funded news. <laughs> wait, wait, but it put 69 69 69 That's always my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Battle, there is your classic 90s news clue. For the point, can you tell me which two newsmakers were playing the roles of Beavis and Butthead this week? Well, according to my Twitter feed, it was Theo Fleury and Jamie Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. No. Uh, Peter Mansbridge and Ian Hanamancy. <laughs> I thought it was Danielle Smith and Scott Moe. <laughs> All fair guesses. Does anyone know for real which two people it was? Should we say it all together? <laughs> <laughs> Let Craig say it. Maybe no, get you say it. Ladies first. <laughs> Let him get some points. <laughs> Craig? Craig? All right, all right. It was uh, 
PP and Elon Musk. You are correct <laughs> for the point. Pierre Polyev and Elon Musk. How does he do it? How does he do it? He knows everything that goes on in the country. The National Post headline reads, Polyev asks Elon Musk to label CBC government-funded media on Twitter. This is something the CEO had already done to the BBC and NPR. Twitter's policy says this label applies to news outlets that may have varying degrees of government involvement over editorial content. CBC took umbrage with that label. How did they respond? Monstrous! This is outrageous! How dare you insinuate that we are government-funded! We are only 70% government-funded! It's time we took a pause! We'll take a pause. You go and sit in your Tesla and think about what you have just said. I think that was the reaction. That's exactly how I imagine CBC saying it. You are correct for the point. Uh, they said the label is deceptive and untrue and that its journalists are independent. Its editorial independence is enshrined in the law. As a matter of fact, the CBC is partially publicly funded with the rest coming from advertising, mm. they said. So Elon Musk decided to change it yet again. Or as one headline put it, Elon Musk changes CBC's Twitter label the way a 13-year-old child would. <laughs> what 13-year-old way did Musk ultimately end up labeling CBC's Twitter? So CBC stands for Cootie Booby Caca. <laughs> He changed CBC's Twitter label to 69% government nice. funded. Very clever. Uh, Elon Musk is the world's richest man. <laughs> After Elon changed it to 69, Pierre Polyev tweeted a response. What did he tweet? I think he tweeted, Elon, that was so fetch. He said, there, now everyone is happy. But not everyone was happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau lambasted the opposition leader over the issue. Any idea what he said? He said something about, yeah, you know, he had to go and hide behind a big, you know, American millionaire. That is close to correct. Here's what Trudeau said. The fact that he has to run to American billionaires for support to attack Canadians says a lot about Mr. Polyev and his values. I feel like like Trudeau was kind of eating this week. Like, I feel like he kind of like rolled up his sleeves a bit on it, you know? And then like that kid who was telling him that uh, he didn't believe in abortion. And then the kid was taping what Trudeau was saying. And then halfway through Trudeau's kind of lambasting this kid, the kid just kind of like very subtly like stopped recording. You can always out debate a teenager, that guy. (laughs) Well, it's true. Some skills. Uh, do you feel like these are just like juvenile games that they're playing? Is there something uh, more serious going on? It's kind of rich coming from the, the conservatives and Polyev about, you know, Chinese interference in this country. When he'll turn to, you know, and calling that foreign interference, for example. This is just one example of it. But we have all this American, you know, I'm going to go to an American to influence what happens here. So there's that kind of standard. And then, you know, Polyev is saying that CBC is fake news and and a government-funded thing, but then he cited a CBC story (laughs) about Trudeau's vacation to he's like is it true Mr. Trudeau did you spend a hundred whatever so it's a you know they're playing both ends against each other Uh, after the change to CBC's Twitter account Polyev tweeted breaking CBC officially exposed (laughs) (laughs) exposed I think personally it's a very big relief to finally be exposed so I think the only thing we can do now is be the show that Elon and Pierre say that we are so 
panel, please throw off your masks and get ready to play new state-sponsored news quiz. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone on panel. I am Gorky Krofanov, and this is number one Canada Factual News Quiz. Brought to you by glorious liberal government. Cheers for them! All hail Trudeau! All right, panel, big number one, big question. Who is number one smartest person in country of Canada? <laughs> Beloved leader Justin Trudeau! John Carwana, for the point, it is glorious leader Justin Trudeau. And now for good financial news panel, Canada's inflation rate cools to 4.3% for a point. What is reason? Inflation is at lowest level since 2021. <laughs> Eric. Oh, please, please don't send me away. I, I don't think I, I don't I don't think I Craig. Don't because of Supreme Leader Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh! Because of it is because wonderful finance policies of super great Christian Freeland. Oh, yeah. Trudeau number two. Also in news this week, major capitalist has resigned from job. Named person who is responsible for inflation, who has done the right thing and finally resigned. Galen Weston. You're correct for point <laughs> Eric Peterson. It is Canadian oligarch Galen Weston, man behind West Inflation. He will step down as CEO of Loblaws and being face of greed. Okay, that's it for this is Canada's number one factual news quiz. Remember, more taxes are good and everyone should be gay or face consequences. <laughs> Join us again or you will be deported to Alberta to work on Glorious Wind There's good news, there's bad news, and there's because news. Because news. With Gavin Crawford. We recorded that last April with glorious panelists Eric Peterson, Craig Lazone, and Jan Caruana. In every year, there's one story that seems to grab all the headlines and just not let go. One year it was Trump, then it was, well, COVID, and in 2023, it was inflation. Fortunately, back in June, we were joined by a Pennywise panel who had some helpful tips on how to survive the rising cost of living. Mind you, this was back in June, and living then was significantly cheaper. Here's Emma Hunter, Ajana's Charlie, and the notoriously frugal singer-songwriter, Jan Arden. Panel, uh, sadly, we cannot let the season end without at least one last altered lyric. And unfortunately, I... Due to events, I'm going to have to sing that altered lyric in front of Jan Arden. So, <laughs> nevertheless, have a listen to this Canadian classic and be ready for questions. Oh, yeah. I put my kid in swimming. Cost so much it was a crime. Can't afford a loaf of bread. This is the summer of 6.9. Should have planned ahead and booked my travel last November. But I don't have a choice. Inflation's gonna last forever. These are the worst flights of my life. Oh my gosh. I know yeah. this is the summer of 6.9. 
impressive that was so good oh that was God. so impressive and brian adams is going to sue your ass <laughs> <laughs> all right battle there is your altered lyric nobody knows for sure what kind of summer canada is going to have but all the headlines seem to agree that summer 2023 will for sure be one thing what can you bank on summer 2023 being your last The glee with which you said that <laughs> is disturbing. Your last. <laughs> Incorrect. Jen, what can you count on this summer well, being? I was going to say the summer of fun drinks and friendship. <laughs> but potato, she potato. For me. Uh, Jonas, uh, the summer is going to be what? I'm going a climate change angle. It's going to be the summer of. 6.9 thousand degrees Celsius. Yeah. What the media has gone with is this summer is going to be expensive. Oh. Mm. The 6.9 in that song references our line of credit rate here at Because News. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo Finance wrote, summer 2023 set to be most expensive year yet for travelers. Yeah. And it's not just travelers. It seems there are all kinds of sunny expenses that, according to headlines, can make summertime as big a financial drain as what? Halloween. Sexy nun costumes are getting out of hand, okay? <laughs> Jen, it is a bigger financial drain than what? I don't drink alcohol, but, but any kind of mocktail is so expensive. In summertime, I love a fun drink. I really do. And it's like, that'll be fourteen fifty, And it's basically a, a Shirley Temple with, with like a, a sprig of basil in it. And it's 16 bucks. So it's going to be an expensive summer drink season for me because I love the, I'm a sucker for it. Uh, the Toronto Star wrote this week, summer spending can be as bad as Christmas, they say. Oh. It said one summer cash trap revolves around a certain meeting place. If you're looking to keep your expenses down, where do they say it is wise to avoid hanging out. I think it's Shoppers Drug Mart. You go in there to buy sunscreen. $150 later, you leave. You don't even know what you bought. It's like it's like the Bermuda Triangle for my money in there. It really is. I, I like where you're going because I, I would say Costco. You go in for, you know, a pepper grinder and you uh -huh. come out with a freaking lobster farm. Yeah. <laughs> they say patios. Avoid patios because you tend to linger on them for much longer. You eat more. You drink more. In the article, it even says some people go as far as having dessert. Gluttons. Idiots. In this economy? No. According to the Toronto Star article, summer can be especially costly for a certain group that tends to overspend on entertainment. What group is most likely to go broke trying to keep people entertained? Spends a lot trying to entertain people over the summer. I'm just going to go gay people. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just going to just make a general statement because it is pride and I felt like I needed to say that. Mm -hmm. And they're generous. And we're going Generous broke. to a fault. Yes. Mm -hmm. The correct answer, parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Parents trying to keep their kids entertained all summer end up sometimes falling into the trap of overspending. How do you keep your kids entertained on a budget, Oh, Emma? so no, no. Um, I do um, one type of parenting, which is survival. So, like, I feed them, and then I wash them um, 
but I'm not going to entertain them because they can't afford me. You know? <laughs> and if they have an issue with that, they can take it up with my agent, Barb. <laughs> She's very good. I feel like I should give Jan a point for that because I feel like you're kind of onto something because it's like parents spend a little bit on their kids, but I know from experience, the gay uncles, we go to the max. <laughs> I spend a lot. I buy I like, like eight $400 like inflatable tubes to make sure everybody can go down the river yes. and like a special treasure map that I burn the edges of and then like bury like a whole bunch of treasure in the yard like two weeks before they get there so they can go on like a pirate hunt and stuff like that. Yeah, this is expensive. My dad just gave me a swig of beer. <laughs> That was the whole summer. <laughs> Here, try this. Get out. In lieu of a swig of beer, the article suggests swimming pools, uh, books, picnics, and parks is a way to keep expenses down. Great. Finally, financial advisors recommend hitting the pause button before you replace something for the summer season. What do they urge you not to replace? Your wife. <laughs> financial experts urge you. Don't replace your wife Don't do it. for the summer. <laughs> it's gonna cost you. Getting back out there and dating is expensive. So just lock it up for a couple more months, yeah. you know? Just a couple more. Uh, it is not your wife, Jen. You shouldn't replace what in the summer? You could literally... I'm just gonna say bra. <laughs> expensive. I, I usually go with one bra for two or three years at a time. <laughs> no, me too. Well, you're going to get a point for that because uh, they say, uh, think Bathing twice suit. before you replace your entire wardrobe. Oh, oh. I got a point for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest game. Yeah, they say, you know, just really try to rewear some things from last yes. summer, even if it will make you look so cringe, so <laughs> summer 2022. Can I make a comment about kids' camps? Sure. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But... I'd love for you to. Okay, so I'm sending my kids to a couple of day camps, and it is costing me $1.6 million. Wow. And I know that it's just some stoned teen spraying them in a face with a hose, and at like 2 o'clock they give them some sunflower seeds, I think. <laughs> and like, what's with that, man? <laughs> Come on. They're robbing us out there, and there's nothing we can do about it. I'm going to a patio. <laughs> of course, the biggest overspend for most Canadians is travel, and there was big airline news this week. Hmm. According to a recent CBC News headline, WestJet swallowing something is a win for travelers. <laughs> what is WestJet swallowing? WestJet has bought... Uh, Sunwing and another airline. So for summer travelers, I think it's going to get even more challenging to find that cheap trip down to Cancun. You are correct airline. for yeah. the point. Mm. The headline from CBC News is WestJet says swallowing Sunwing and Swoop is a win Swoop. for travelers. But not everyone has high hopes. WestJet CEO Alexis von Hohensbroch says this merger will be great for customers. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah! Why? How come? <laughs> Gavin, tell well, us. Tell us, Gav. <laughs> for a point, Gav. Luckily, for a point, I know the answer. <laughs> Von Hotzbrook says, instead of selling super low fares on 16 airplanes, we're going to sell super low fares on 180 airplanes. Yeah. 
<laughs> he loves it. That's Von Hoek right there. Yeah. That, that yeah. was. That was <laughs> uh, do you buy what Von Hoensbrook is selling there? Uh, when has a merger? ever worked out for a Canadian in recent memory. I don't feel like I've personally been the recipient, the reaper of the rewards lately for, for this kind of thing. I hope it works out, though, because I'm incredibly jealous of the European budget airline system. Same. Yeah, it's it's Same. unbelievable. 90 bucks to go from, like, London to Portugal. And it's... it. I don't even know how they do it. I, I, they do sit on each other's laps. Like, yes. they stack yes. them up They're three European. at a time, but, but still, a, I'd be... Bonus, as long as I I'm mean. not on the bottom. What? That's a plus. I... Yeah. I think I'm on your phone. No, no. <laughs> that was Alberta's own Jan Arden, along with comedians Emma Hunter and Jonas Charlie. I'm Gavin Crawford. This is Because News, and today we're looking back at the news stories of 2023 that grabbed us by the throat and wouldn't let go, just like a conservative with a picture of Justin Trudeau at Barbie with his son. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Well, we've dealt with inflation, we've dealt with Elon Musk, but 2023 did give us one other huge news story. That's right, I'm talking about the king. Canada got a new king this year, and news outlets covered not just his ascension to the throne, but also his coronation, his anointment, his enthronement, and his peculiar hands. Yes, this year Charles suddenly became far more visible in our lives. And for better and for worse, he's only getting more visible. Here with that story are Gene Yoon, Chris Locke, and Ashley Botting. It was announced this week that the king will soon be on our 20s. But where else will his mug be cropping up? Chris? Uh, From the bottom of the bed that Camilla is in? Possibly not the answer that was in the headlines. Just like above the shrubs at Harry and Meghan's? Above the shrubs. Yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) Jean? I don't know if it's the loony, but if it's the loony, it should be called the Chucky Bucky. And if it's the toony, it should be called the Chucky Two Bucky. And if it's a stamp, who mails anything anymore? I don't know. It is on coins. I don't know if it's all coins, but maybe it is Chuck Bucks. Chuck Uh, Bucks. He is also going to be on our coins. According to CBC News, Canadian coins are getting a literal facelift to celebrate the new king's crowning. The rendering of Charles on the bill is, in a word, generous. In fact, I've actually been hearing from people that it doesn't look that much like Charles, but does look a lot like someone else. Who does it look like? Pierce Brosnan? That is a very good guess. The correct answer, according to five people who tweeted at me, it's me. 
I keep getting tweets from people who are like, why did they put Gavin on the money? Which is absurd and not at all flattering if you see the picture. That's awesome. Money is not the only thing getting a facelift. Our official coat of arms is also changing. We are removing the fleur-de-lis and crosses from the coat of arms, and we are replacing them. What are we replacing the fleur-de-lis and crosses with? We have a coat of arms? (laughs) Yes, it's on police badges and passports and flags. Good to know. Um, We're replacing it with um, a Stanley Cup, because that's the only way Canada's ever going to see one. Are they like skulls and mermaids and stuff? (laughs) That would be amazing, but no. Gene, any ideas? A maple leaf and a snow. You're correct for the point. Uh, Yes, it is really actually maple leaf and snowflakes. Uh, Yes. The National Post headline reads, Canada unveils new crown with snowflake and maple leaves instead of religious symbols. Mm. The coat of arms contains a ribbon with Canada's motto written in Latin. Obviously, everyone knows this, but just for people who don't, what is Canada's motto? I know this. Luxta genum, insanus populus. Upwind from crazy town. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very good guess. It is Latin. Ashley, what is Canada's motto? Deducere tuc. Bring a tuc. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a hint. In Latin, it is amare usque ad mare. From sea to sea. You're correct, Jean. It is from sea to sea. See, that Latin finally paid off. It should be from sea to sea to sea. Hmm? Oh, it's in Latin. (laughs) (laughs) If the new coat of arms is too woke for you, don't worry. You can still see the old coat of arms on our brand new passports, which were unveiled this week. According to CBC News, the new passport pages showcases less of our history, Can you tell me what history is being scrubbed from the passports? Hopefully that time I smoked hash and then went to math class. (laughs) Um, I think they're they're scrubbing our thriving asbestos industry. (laughs) Gene? Oh, there's Vimy Ridge. There's the Fathers of Confederation. Oh, there's Terry Fox. And Terry Fox, yes. Uh, They're scrubbing him? Yes. Wait, Before you get all what mad does about it, mean? Wait. It's like they're cleaning them up? No, they're removing those pictures from the passports. What did Terry Fox ever do? Okay, but until two minutes ago, did you know there was a picture of Terry Fox in your passport? No. I couldn't find it. <laughs> are there going to be any pictures at all? There are going to be pictures. Like, honestly, the passport's my favorite book. <laughs> with pictures. That's right. Well, you might like it even more now, Chris. The makeover will now showcase new traditional Canadian images. What images will now be in the passport? There's just going to be like a bunch of pages of airport delays. (laughs) No. uh, Any other guesses? Mr. Sub. (laughs) Jean? Uh, Raking leaves. Yes, it is. Raking leaves is one of them. A a man raking leaves. Every Every once in a while, we have someone on who does read the news. Just (laughs) just for fun. Okay, Uh, I see. Riding high on the coronation, that was Gene Yoon, Chris Locke, and Ashley Botting.
And somehow we have reached the end of another exciting year's worth of Because News. I'll be back with an all-new show next week featuring our old friend Andrew Fung. Because News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Phil Lung, Jess Klamowski, and me, Gavin Crawford. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.